For over 50 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green provides you with the kind of personalized help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, customer service, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Welcome listeners to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I bring you a wide variety of information all about you and your health. Now, the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com. That's myvillagegreen.com. And this is a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. They give expert advice. They carry superior supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. Now, after a short break during the winter holidays, we begin the new year with the first of a packed schedule of dynamic speakers on, a, on subjects that are timely and across the spectrum of healthy living. And our guest today is the perfect guest to start this off. Uh, Dr. Wes Youngberg is a practicing clinical nutritionist and lifestyle medicine specialist. He's an assistant clinical professor for preventive medicine at the Loma Linda School of Medicine and Department of Health Promotion and at the School of Public Health. He has published several books, including The Path to Health and Healing, Goodbye Diabetes, Prevention and Reversing Diabetes the Natural Way, and most recently, Hello Healthy. I love that title. Welcome to the show, Dr. Youngberg. Uh, It's good to be here. Glad to be on with your listeners. Well, you have a lot of important information, and I did want to tell our listeners, I think you have such an interesting uh, history. And prior to opening your Lifestyle Nutritional Medical Clinic, You spent 14 years on the island of Guam researching the diabetes epidemic on the Micronesian islands of the Western Pacific region. I would like you to tell us about that and tell us what you found. Uh, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, well, you know, back in the uh, early 90s, I was practicing in Southern California where I am now. And uh, and I was I was recognizing that if we're going to make a dent in chronic lifestyle related diseases, we had to really aggressively uh, screen for and aggressively treat diabetes in its early stages. And this was prior to the 1997 decision, the consensus uh, statement where pre-diabetes became a diagnosis. So prior to 1997, there wasn't even anything called pre-diabetes. And so, and so I was working uh, with diabetologists and, and, and other healthcare professionals, uh, helping individuals reverse diabetes and, and try to even prevent it before it actually developed. Uh, and, and at that time, I had, uh, I had a request to consider working on the island of Guam and uh, being a health director for many of the islands uh, surrounding Guam and the Micronesian islands. 
And I, at the time, I didn't even know where Guam was. And uh, <laughs> one of my patients, who was a retired gentleman in Southern California, says, oh, that time I was in Guam. He was there when, uh, right after uh, the, the U.S. recaptured Guam from the Japanese. And, uh, and, and of course, it had been shelled, and there was hardly a tree standing on the island. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, he said, I'd love to go back there. So we decided to go check it out, and we fell in love with the island. It's, it's basically... If you fly to Hawaii, which is about 2,500 miles from L.A., uh, LA um, you do another 3,500 miles, and you get to Guam. So Guam is so far west, it's actually in the Far East. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> uh, and uh, it literally is as far, as far uh, west as, as Japan is. Uh, anyways, uh, the, uh, the bottom line was is that on the island of Guam, there was a death rate of diabetes that was five times greater than the death rate on the U.S. mainland. And it was, it was really bad here. And so, so that started our quest to, to develop a comprehensive uh, diabetes reversal program. Uh, and I worked with the governor of Guam uh, to, to run a program that would basically prevent it from ever happening uh, was our main goal. Because, you know, once you have diabetes, it is reversible, by the way, in most cases. Uh, but but it, you by the time you get diabetes, you already have all these other health problems. So why wait until you get diagnosed? Let's get this screened for and treated early as possible. And I think uh, your contribution is so significant. Uh, back in the 70s, I was not using the normal, so-called normal standard that went up to uh-huh. 250 for oh, glucose. My. And I would say to people, no, you need to be <laughs> somewhere around 75 to 85 for health. Our goal is health not waiting until we are blind or have a toe amputated. And that I watched that number come down from 250, 200, 175, 150, 100, and now they are more in the range of where health is. And that's like 40, 40 or 50 years of my career. It just seems incredible that it, yeah, it, it took so long. <laughs> And, and it usually takes that long, unfortunately, if we just follow convention, if we just go by what's called the standard of care, it usually takes 30 or more years before information that's readily available based on the, the current scientific research before it actually gets to the clinical level. So that's why we should never be satisfied with what is said, oh, this is the standard of care. We need something much better than the standard of care because people are dying prematurely at a, a very high rate because of the standard of care. Well, I, I totally agree with you, and I, I would like you to step back a little bit and do an overview of the types of diabetes. Uh, most people okay. know there's uh, type 1 and type 2, but there's also type 3, so I'd like you to talk Absolutely. about all three. Yes. In fact, uh, my most recent book uh, is entitled Memory Makeover, How to Prevent Alzheimer's and Reverse Cognitive Decline the Natural Way. This is a book that was written to address the epidemic of type 3 diabetes. 
Uh, type 3 diabetes is, is basically diabetes of the brain. It's insulin resistance of the brain. Uh, it, it's basically uh, uh, Alzheimer's is primarily a problem with the, the brain and the body becoming uh, insensitive to the hormone insulin. And therefore, uh, 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 blood sugars go up, but the sugar's not getting into the brain where it needs to be. And so, uh, and so that's type 3 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is, is um, what we normally say the most common form of diabetes, but that is when we're just comparing type 1 and type 2 diabetes. So type 1 diabetes is, is a form of diabetes where the pancreas has essentially uh, nearly completely lost its ability to produce insulin. There, there has typically, this occurs more in, in uh, adolescence or at a younger age, even though it can happen at any age, but most type 1 diabetes occurs because of a viral infection uh, or, or a major toxic exposure or a major accident or trauma to the pancreas where it no longer is able to produce insulin um, uh, hardly at all. Now, type 2 diabetes, in many cases, especially once somebody is diagnosed, which can take uh, 10, 20 years before it actually gets diagnosed, is where the pancreas has been having to produce so much insulin for so many years in order to try to compensate for this resistance uh, 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 to insulin, where the, where the muscle and the liver in particular is, is just not sensitive anymore to insulin. So the pancreas has to make more insulin to try to get the blood sugars under control, to get that sugar to pass from the blood into the cells that essentially are locking the doors and are resistant to the, the uh, introduction or the transfer of sugar from the blood into the cells. So, so type 1 diabetes, the pancreas can't make any insulin. Type 2 diabetes, the pancreas can make insulin, but it's just not able to make the, 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 the dramatic amount necessary to overcome the resistance. So in type 2 diabetes, the main goal is to reverse the resistance. It's reverse insulin resistance. And that is, that is uh, we can do that in, in every patient. There, there's no one that, that can't reverse insulin resistance. That's the biggest part of type 2 diabetes. And the good news with with uh, regarding to Alzheimer's or cognitive decline, which has now become the third leading cause of premature death in the United States. Number one cause in, uh, for women in Europe, uh, in England, by the way, is, is Alzheimer's. That's the number. These are huge problems, and it's primarily due to the very same thing associated with type 2 diabetes or prediabetes, that's insulin resistance. Well, you've described this well, and we're going to carry this conversation forward uh, as we go through the next uh, few segments. We have four segments today, and you've introduced this so well, and I am so impressed that you have been able to accomplish so much, not just in the U.S., but throughout the world with your information, the books, and we'll be talking about that. So, if you've just tuned in, listeners, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We are brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 AM. 
Stay with us, folks. We will be right back after this break. Solgar Number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar Number no. Number seven, available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at My Village Green. When it comes to taking a multivitamin, the Pure Encapsulations One multivitamin makes it one and done. This convenient formula provides vitamins, minerals, and other essential nutrients in a comprehensive vegetarian multivitamin for both men and women in a once-daily dose. It includes L5-MTHF, the universally metabolized form of folate, and an antioxidant complex with sustained release, CoQ10, to enhance immunity and support energy metabolism. The One Multivitamin, available at Village Green Apothecary. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognosure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognosure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognosure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognosure. Remember Cognosure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apostle. I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions, guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. And this is a reminder that Village Green is always your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. Now, we're here every Sunday morning at 10 AM. So tune in next week for more information on healthy living. Now, our guest today is Dr. Wes Youngberg, who's a practicing clinical nutritionist and lifestyle medicine specialist. He's an assistant clinical professor for preventive medicine at the Loma Linda School of Medicine and Department of Health Promotion at the School of Public Health. He has published several books, including The Path to Health and Healing, Goodbye Diabetes, Preventing and Reversing Diabetes the Natural Way, most recently, Hello Healthy, and even more recently, All About Memory and Diabetes. So let's dive more into the memory uh, diabetes issue because this is increasing 
and uh, people are living to be older, but not necessarily better. And it seems to me that what you're doing is striving for the better. Yes, uh, you know, it's uh, this, this issue with cognitive decline uh, is, is huge. We, we know that by the time somebody reaches their mid 80s, uh, which, you know, which typically most people that are relatively healthy will live well into their 80s and 90s. But by the time we reach our mid 80s, one out of two of us are going to already be diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's how bad it is. And, and so this is a huge problem. That's, and that's those of us who don't have any genetic predisposition. If, we, if uh, one out of four Americans have at least one copy of the AP, APOE4 gene mutation, that increases the risk of developing Alzheimer's by 500%. That one out of four of us. Okay, and if you have one copy of that, the the likelihood of, of becoming uh, uh, diagnosed with Alzheimer's occurs by the age of 75. So one out of two of us will, with the mutation, will be diagnosed by the age of 75. And if we have two copies, that occurs another 10 years earlier than that at the age of 65. And so... So this has become the new uh, pandemic around the world is that not properly addressing prediabetes and diabetes early in the course of the disease is basically uh, promoting cognitive decline that can actually begin in somebody's 20s and 30s. Yes, and that's uh, people don't go to bed uh, cognitively stable and wake up with Alzheimer's. Uh, it develops. <laughs> right. It develops exactly. over time, and because it's not necessarily obvious early on, there isn't this rush to treat it. Um, I'm always uh, appalled that every part of our body start with you know your eyes, nose, mouth your organs, uh, reproductive system, joints. We do preventive medicine by getting evaluated, but we skip the brain. We don't really yeah, right. look at the brain until someone's behavior is so obviously uh, impaired. Uh, so and, and he, talk more about that. because <laughs> and here, Here's the good news, Dana. The, the good news, that's one of the challenges is, is you... you uh, you suggested is that most doctors don't know how to how to address in uh, the brain. It's like uh, how do you how do you uh, screen for early tendencies towards dementia? And uh, of course, there's various tests that can give us clues. There's the, a very a very popular test called the Montreal Cognitive Assessment. Uh, we refer to it as the MOCA, uh, where it's a, just a 10 minute screening test that helps us determine whether somebody's starting to struggle a little bit with executive uh, cognitive function. And, uh, and, and, you know, what the good news is, is that is that that is a reversible phenomenon. So the, the, one of the main reasons why treatment is not uh, rushed into uh, or, uh, or screening is not looked for by, by individuals is because of this standard of care problem where the, even today, the average neurologist believes that there's absolutely nothing 
that can be done to to actually effectively treat or reverse cognitive decline. Uh, and they don't even believe that it can be prevented. It's just one of those eventualities that you can't do anything about. Now that is that is a lie. That is just simply not true. That is not looking, there, there's so much research to the contrary, just that the average clinician isn't willing to take the time to do their homework to figure out what needs to be done. So every single thing that you've been promoting on your show for years uh, to improve any aspect of the body, any organ system of the body, that is actually helping your brain. Okay, yes. so, so in other words, the, the best evaluation or screening test for brain function is to do the most comprehensive laboratory testing and evaluation and then, and then not just normalize every risk factor, but optimize every risk factor. And by doing that collectively, you get this synergy where the brain dramatically improves and recovers from its brain fog and its cognitive decline over the years. This is so well said, and uh, you have participated in so many organizations uh, dedicated uh, to this work. What I'd like you to do is tell us uh, what steps people can take. We'll start with this, and we'll talk about this throughout the the segments, but what are the first steps people can take to improve their, to reduce insulin resistance, improve their glucose control, and thereby improving their brain function? Uh, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I, I trained with Dr. Dale Bredesen, who I'm sure many mm-hmm. of your listeners are aware of, of his work and his, his, his uh, amazing book, The End of Alzheimer's. And and I've been, I've been actually, I actually published uh, uh, together with him uh, a year ago. Uh, we actually published 100 cases of people who had reversed cognitive decline. And, and the, the, the number one strategy, the most, the most common reason people move, move into cognitive decline is because of insulin resistance. And, and because of that, he actually just asked me a few weeks ago, if I would, if I would uh, I actually record four hours of video sessions, educa- uh, educational courses for doctors that are wanting to learn this. So thankfully, there's, many, there's thousands of doctors now that are wanting to learn this and understand it. And, and my job, he gave me to do, to do specifically what we're talking about right now, is how do we test for and evaluate insulin resistance? So, so here's the, the number one screening test. I, you know, because of my work in Guam uh, uh, for the past uh, 30 years, I've, I've been an expert in the area of evaluating insulin resistance, uh, pre-diabetes, diabetes, and reversing these conditions uh, in, in many cases. The, the first test is, is, is called a glucose tolerance test. Now, uh, in, the, in the last 20 years, this test has kind of fallen out of uh, the standard of care. Uh, and, and that's because, as you pointed out earlier, Dana, they, the, the diagnostic criteria for diabetes and prediabetes kept dropping. You know, it, 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 uh, prior, to, prior to 1997, if your blood sugar 
uh, fasting blood sugar was less than 140, you didn't have diabetes. Uh, but after 1997, it, it was changed to 126. Uh, and then we, 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 we discovered that that's not even good enough. We need to prevent pre-diabetes. And so pre-diabetes is, uh, you know, any a fasting blood sugar of 100 or higher or a two-hour blood sugar after the beginning of a meal or a glucose tolerance test that is above 140, okay? But even those levels are too high, as you pointed out earlier, and, and we're shooting really for a, a pre-meal blood sugars of somewhere between 70 and, and uh, 84, and we're shooting for after-meal blood sugars that are well under 140, preferably under 120. But here's, here's the key, Dana, and that is there's a lot of us out there. There's many people out there that, that actually have perfect blood sugars, both before and after meals, but our insulin levels are really high. And so what the body initially does to try to correct the problem is just produce more insulin. But the problem is that the, when insulin is produced at a higher level, Insulin promotes inflammation. Insulin actually decreases the ability of the enzymes that detoxify the brain from beta amyloid plaque. It decreases their ability to clear beta amyloid. And so the higher your insulin is, the less likely your brain is detoxifying from this accumulation of beta amyloid that we all tend to have. So so in other words, measuring your insulin levels, both before breakfast, that's the fasting insulin, and after a, a 75 gram glucola drink or a glucose drink that you can get in any laboratory. Uh, and so the, typically the two hour glucose tolerance test is by far the best test to, and the most sensitive test to determine whether or not you have prediabetes or you have insulin resistance, uh, which is documented by a high level of insulin before or after meals. Uh, and and so, so that's the number one test. So here's what I do, Dana. I actually recommend a four-hour glucose tolerance test, which, is, which used to be really popular back in the 70s and the 80s. Yes. And, then it, and then it kind of fell out of uh, utilization because of the hemoglobin A1C test. Right, so which I love the test too. So the hemoglobin A1C is essentially a caramelization test. Yes, it's a test that measures glycosylation or the the irreversible binding of glucose to proteins in the blood and, and the tissues. Well, um, everybody should have that test. Everybody, even children, to to make sure that it's not above five point one percent. Now, most people, even college kids, are above five point one percent. In other words. Every time you get a little spike of blood sugar, you have a soda or, or eat too much starch or whatever it is, the blood sugar will spike temporarily, and that spike of sugar will cause this excess binding of sugar to proteins all through your body, and we can measure that by looking at the hemoglobin glycosylation, the hemoglobin A1C test or A1C test. So, Let's, uh, um, what I'd like to do is expand on this because the hemoglobin A1C test has been something I've used throughout uh, my career as a nutritionist. Uh -huh. And yeah, you're giving yeah. an excellent description. So if you've just tuned in with us, folks, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living. 
And we're on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. We're having a wonderful conversation with Dr. Wes Youngberg, who is a practicing clinical nutritionist and lifestyle medicine specialist. We're learning all about reversing diabetes, reversing and preventing diabetes. Please stay with us, folks. We will be right back after this brief break. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't meet? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. Our expert team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths who can offer you advice on nutritional products and personalized healthy living plans. We also offer specialized lab and micronutrient testing to our customers. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's NeuroOptimizer comes to the rescue. NeuroOptimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. NeuroOptimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. NeuroOptimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Hi, I'm Gail Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary, where we've been specializing in meeting your unique healthcare needs for over 50 years. Our passion is helping you to get to your root cause of health conditions. At Village Green Apothecary, our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists offer guidance on diet, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. Plus, we offer lab testing and nutritional consultations to optimize your health plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. And a reminder that Village Green is always your resource for questions about your health. And you can go on the website. You can go to Cedar Lane and talk to experts and get advice on supplements and health. Now, we're here every Sunday morning, and today our guest is Dr. Wes Youngberg. He's a practicing clinical nutritionist and lifestyle medicine specialist. He is an assistant clinical professor for preventive medicine at Loma Linda School of Medicine and Department of Health Promotion at the School of Public Health. 
He's published many books on this subject. We're talking about preventing and reversing diabetes the natural way. Let's continue the conversation. You had talked about the four-hour glucose tolerance test, and we were beginning the discussion on the hemoglobin A1C test. Can we go forward with that? Yeah, so, so real briefly, the hemoglobin A1C test uh, is diagnostic uh, for both prediabetes and diabetes. So if you have this, this test can be done any time of the day, non-fasting or fasting, and it's basically just measuring how much glucose or sugar has, has glazed itself to the proteins in your blood. And, and, and of course, and that's directly proportional to how often and how high your blood sugar spike after meals. Okay, so uh, so the the if the hemoglobin A1C reaches 5.7 percent, up to 6.4 percent, that is in the pre-diabetic range officially. If the if the A1C test uh, hits five six point five percent or higher, that is officially diabetes. Okay, it's not borderline diabetes; it is officially full-blown diabetes. Now, the so it's a wonderful test because it's it's not just a test that tells us how high the blood sugars have been uh, over the past three or four months on average, but it's also a test by its the very nature of the test. It's a pathology test. It's it's actually measuring how much damage sugar is doing to your cells all throughout your body, and that includes the brain, uh, by the way. So. Um, so, so that's why I, I, I believe that everybody should have this test. But here's the caveat. The, the problem with this test is that, it, is that it is very insensitive. In other words, by the time you actually meet that criteria for prediabetes, you've already had a blood sugar problem potentially for, for decades. And, and so just recently, the City of Hope uh, – uh, which is a renowned cancer research facility, uh, they, they had been given a grant by somebody very interested in the relationship between blood sugars, diabetes, prediabetes, and cancer. And, of course, there's, there's a huge relationship. Uh, insulin resistance is actually one of the biggest drivers of cancer as well, all the common cancers, breast cancer, colon cancer, um, uh, ovarian cancer, skin cancer is strongly related to insulin resistance and pre-diabetic syndromes. Okay, so um, in other words, every, any, when we've addressed blood sugars properly and insulin levels properly, we're improving our health across the board everywhere. We're not just preventing diabetes. So, um, so this, this research facility just in the last 12 months published a study showing that, that when they did the glucose tolerance test as well as the hemoglobin A1C test, they discovered that the glucose tolerance test was literally three times more sensitive than the hemoglobin A1C. In other words, in other words, if you were diagnosed with diabetes based on the glucose tolerance test, okay, um, or, or uh, you you were three times more likely to, to find the diabetes compared to the A1C. So 75% of people who actually have diabetes uh, would be, would be uh, uh, not diagnosed properly 
because they're not doing the glucose tolerance test. They're just doing the, the A1C test. So we need to do both tests, but with an emphasis placed on, on the glucose tolerance test. So for, for first of all, we want to shoot for not just 5.6, you know, just under the pre-diabetic cutoff, which a lot of doctors think is fine because it's technically normal. Well, remember, normal is not healthy, right? right. <laughs> uh, in fact, in fact, pre-diabetes is normal. It's uh, having heart disease is normal. Having cancer is normal. We don't want to be normal. We want to be healthy. Uh, we, the studies show that that a full one half of us that are between the ages of 40 and 59 already have prediabetes and 90% of us don't know it. Wow. Uh, the studies go on to say if, if we're 60 years of age, uh, up to age 74, two thirds of us, 66% of us, Dana, already have prediabetes and again, most don't know it. And then if we're 75 years of age or older, uh, literally three out of every four of us, again, 75 plus percent, have at least prediabetes and a third of us have at least diabetes uh, or diagnosable diabetes. So, um, so the, the A1C test is critical. We need to get that down to about 5.1 or less, or actually I shoot for 5.0, 5.1. Okay, now that does, that's not the goal for somebody who's taking insulin. In other words, if you're a type 2 diabetic or even a type 1 diabetic and you're, you're on insulin, you don't want to shoot for an A1C of an optimal A1C of 5.1. No, 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 because, because you were, you're going to be over-medicated and, and, and you're going to have times when your blood sugars go way too low. And that's, that's worse for your brain than a high blood sugar is. So, so you never want to have low blood sugars. And that is precisely, Dana, why I strongly advocate for doing the four-hour glucose tolerance test because the third and the fourth hour of that, you know, it's a long morning at the lab, right? You, you, you know this data. Yes. Like, you know, patients, we don't want, to, we don't want our patients to, to go to, uh, to lab and have to go through a hassle of being there all morning, you know, for four hours getting their blood sugar drop unless the value is, is, is irrefutable unless, unless there's so much benefit from doing that. So I've literally been promoting that test for 30 years with my patients. Every single patient I see gets it and, and, and they're willing to do it. There's only rare cases where they can't do it because they just, they're, they're too frail or they, they can't handle that. Uh, but they all do it because they, they understand after an hour discussing this with me, they recognize that that is going to put them on uh, on the right treatment protocol, and, and that'll help them understand what they need to do and what, how they need to individualize uh, their overall program. So, so the four-hour test is basically you go in there, you have a fasting blood, blood draw, then they give you a 75-gram glucola drink, which is basically 300 calories of glucose, and then we see how your body responds to that. How high do your blood sugars go? How in other words, how resistant is your body to the insulin that you're producing yourself in trying to store that into the cells? Okay? And then we measure the insulin level. And this is a key part of the test, Dana. We not only check the fasting insulin, but more importantly, we check the one-hour and the two-hour insulin. That is one hour at the same time as the one-hour and the two-hour glucose uh, as part of the glucose tolerance test. And 
And that's what tells us how resistant that person is to insulin. So when the pancreas has to produce a tremendous amount of insulin, okay, that's what tells us that, that not only is that extra insulin bad for the body, uh, it's number one cause of heart disease actually based on uh, key uh, NIH studies. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, it's a major driver of cancer, inflammation, autoimmune issues, et cetera. Uh, and so it helps us really pinpoint uh, where somebody is metabolically and, and, and whether they've actually started to lose the ability to produce insulin where they're going into beta cell pancreatic dysfunction. Well, this has been the most thorough explanation we've had, certainly, of the testing. Can we talk about diet recommendations? Uh, we know that there are many, many diets being proposed and looked at. Right, but what, right. What are your findings, and what do you recommend? You know, I, I joke with my colleagues is that, uh, you know, the, in the area of nutritional advice, uh, we, we have to be very open-minded with each other because essentially uh, I, I can uh, I have colleagues where we agree on many points, but I, I can't think of, of too many of my colleagues where we agree on all the points. <laughs> of and course. So, and so in, in other words, it's okay. It's okay for us to have some disagreements because that's just, that's going to happen in the world of nutritional medicine, right? We're all, we're, there's going to be different approaches to it. But there's some, there's some uh, foundational factors that are just irrefutable for the most part. And so we, that's where we start. Uh, and I, I think of, uh, I think of a colleague of, our, of mine, Dr. Terry Walls, who's, yes. uh, who, who, you know, who, you know you, maybe you've had her on your show. She's, she's amazing. Uh, she actually reversed her own progressive uh, multiple sclerosis. Yes, uh, which which all her colleagues and her rheumatologists uh, had told her, you know, just just uh, retire and give up and get ready to die because you're going to die. And that was 30 years ago. OK. And so she 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 basically rather than following the standard of care, she decided that she was going to figure this out for herself back in a day when we didn't have access to a lot of information like we do today. Well, to, to make a long story short. One of the things that, that she champions, which I am a big fan of, is, is getting three cups of, of, of colorful grains daily, three cups of sulfur-rich vegetables daily, and, and, and three cups of colorful fruits and vegetables daily. And I, I have dubbed this the three-cube diet, which is basically three times three or three-cubed. And, and so the, the biggest mistake that, that many of us make nutritionally is that we're just simply not getting enough non-starchy, colorful vegetables. That's, that's the number one mistake that we make. And so I always start, that's the foundation of the pyramid um, that, that Dr. Terry Walls promotes. That's certainly the foundation of my pyramid. As you know, many pyramids start with start with starches, yes. and you know, some people can handle that. You know, there's definitely some people can. The fitter we are, the more starches we need. 
but uh, to to maintain uh, metab uh, you know metabolic efficiency. But people, since most individuals are insulin resistant, okay, that's the one thing I've learned over the last thirty years is that literally eighty ninety percent of the public uh, is insulin resistant, and until they get fit enough and until they optimize their their weight uh, properly they're going to be insulin resistant. And so we have to be careful about how much even healthy starches are consumed. So, so that's why we, we have to individualize this to each person and therefore having this four-hour glucose tolerance test is, is what really guides this process, especially since the third and the fourth hour tell us whether or not the blood sugars drop too low. And so, and so uh, up to a third of my patients, or even more than that now, are, are what I call adrenal insufficient. They have yes. adrenal fatigue. Uh, and, and, and that is analogous to blood sugars crashing throughout the day, typically more than two hours after the meal, even though I've seen it happen at one hour after the meal. Yes, yes. But, but many, many people show that drop at, th at three or four hours after a meal, and if we see that on this test, then we know that we have to correct, we need to support and nourish the adrenals and get them back. Because this is something that probably happens gestationally. Yes. I have that same problem. I think many, many uh, pregnancies are so stressful uh, uh, that, that the baby is born with adrenal fatigue. The, their adrenals yes, are maybe only that. half of the strength that they should be. And so this, this becomes, once we diagnose this, this becomes a lifelong challenge to optimize adrenal nourishment. And of course, that starts with making sure that the diet provides stability to blood sugars throughout the day so that we're not having a spike. And then two hours later, we're having a big drop right. off of hypoglycemia. And then, of course, that stimulates the adrenals to release a lot of, a lot of cortisol and then the cortisol tells the liver to dump sugar. And so then the sugar jumps up again and then insulin is overproduced and then sugar crashes. And so all day long, Dana, we're having these, this, this roller coaster of hormones, which of course translates to all kinds of other hormonal problems because insulin and cortisol are the main drivers of even reproductive hormones. Yes. And we are going to carry this conversation forward the adrenals are, are too important, and we want to also cover, cover other aspects of lifestyle. If you've just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this brief break. Solgar Number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar no. Number seven, available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Multivitamins. That's right, certified organic, made with the highest quality standards, uncooked, untreated, unadulterated, non-GMO certified, vegan, and gluten-free. 
Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Magnesium is needed for more than 30 chemical activations from metabolizing food for energy to muscle contraction. Although it plays a massive role in the body, it's also one of the most common nutrient deficiencies. Pure Encapsulations Magnesium Glycinate offers a highly absorbable and gentle form of this important nutrient free from artificial ingredients, gluten, and GMOs. This product is available at Village Green Apothecary or online at myvillagegreen.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorn Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorn's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake. I'm your host for the hour, and we are having a fabulous discussion with Dr. Wes Youngberg, who's a practicing clinical nutritionist and lifestyle medicine specialist. He has traveled the world educating people about preventing and reversing diabetes the natural way. So we've been talking about the importance of the glucose tolerance test, the hemoglobin A1C, addressing adrenal health. We want to talk a little bit more about that and also what other lifestyle changes can move you toward optimized glucose control. So let's carry on the discussion, Dr. Youngberg. Yeah, so, you know, there, there's, there's a couple lifestyle strategies that are, that are profoundly important that I think we should mention at least briefly here today, and, and that is sleep. So there's uh, the, the – and, and whenever I lecture on sleep, I, I, I see people in the audience, you know, immediately going like, oh, he has no idea the problems I have with sleep. And then I, I immediately tell the audience, I said, listen, I've been doing this for 30 years. I've heard everything. I know that having optimal sleep is easier said than done. I know that people struggle for years and decades to figure this out. But this is my point. If you are not sleeping well, if you're not getting a good eight hours of sleep every night, you need to figure out what needs to be done. Okay. Now, now, that's, that may require that you work with individuals that are experts at, at helping you with this. 
But ironically, Dana, this actually ties in with the four-hour glucose tolerance test. Yes, in my yes. experience, I have learned that, that one of the major drivers of, of insomnia, especially of the type of insomnia where you're asleep and then you wake up in the early morning hours and you can't get back to sleep. It's like you're wide awake. Now, uh, in the diabetes field, we, we know of this phenomena called the, the dawn phenomena. This is where uh, literally uh, in the, uh, around 6 in the morning, typically the, the adrenals uh, are going to start producing cortisol, which is just the natural method for waking us up so that we don't wake up with a hangover, so to speak. We grab the, the, the stress hormone cortisol is what wakes us up, is what kind of gives us that that vitality. That's really what cortisol is, is the vitality hormone. And so uh and so if we're if if we're not producing enough of this cortisol, then we are gonna be in a a adrenal fatigue state. But what happens is that is that if we have insulin resistance on top of that, like we discussed earlier, in the middle, that, that excess insulin eventually will cause the blood sugar to drop too low. And if the adrenals are too weak and are not producing enough cholesterol steadily throughout the night, that cholesterol will drop. Then the blood sugars drop because of that. And a low blood sugar is really bad for the brain. So the brain immediately sends alarm signals to the adrenal glands. You better start cranking out more cortisol. And if forces the adrenals to make cortisol even though they're too tired and that cortisol burst is what wakes you up and yes. so, so the, when somebody sees me Dana and they say oh I'm really struggling with sleep the first test the first place I go is to order the glucose the four-hour glucose tolerance test with not only insulin levels at fasting one and two hours but cortisol levels at fasting three and four hours to see if they drop off and then shoot back up. And so that becomes the kind of the trifecta, the, 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 the way we evaluate, it's kind of the hat trick of how we evaluate uh, not only insulin resistance and, and, and prediabetes, diabetes risk, but also adrenal insufficiency, which in my experience is one of the major causes of insomnia. So we gotta fix insomnia, number one. And number two, uh, another quick tip is exercising light to moderately immediately after meals. There is now research to back this up, but when I first started uh, checking patients' blood sugars one hour after meals, uh, we noticed that if we exercised the group of patients that we were working with right after the meal, uh, uh, and we had the same meal, we could see that just the added exercise, like walking for 15 minutes right after the meal, uh, would lower the blood sugars anywhere from one to three minutes, excuse me, one to three points per minute. Therefore, somebody had a high blood sugar, just a 15 minute walk would result in a 45 point drop in their blood sugars one hour after the meal compared to the same meal without exercise. And so, and so if I were to give one word of advice to people who are just trying to start the new year, the new decade outright, 
is to make sure that you get at least five minutes of light activity immediately after every meal. And once you get used to that, try to do it longer. My patients who are eager to reverse prediabetes or diabetes will many times do a half hour after meals and it's revolutionary. It dramatically changes the metabolism and it stabilizes the blood sugars. Well, we must have you back for more information. <laughs> you have far more information than we have time to take in. <laughs> and I've always said sleep is a nutrient, and you just described right. the way I tell people I have no nutrient that will give you restorative sleep. There's no medicine that gives you restorative sleep. We have to solve the sleep problem. So I appreciate exactly. your endorsing that. And Dr. Uh, Youngberg, we will have you back in the future. This is too important. Thank you for being Looking here. Looking forward to it, Tina. Okay. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on The Essentials of Healthy Living at 1500 AM. You can access this show or any of the previous shows through myvillagegreen.com. And as our lives move forward in the beginning of this new year, I am reminded that every day is a new day, every minute a new minute, giving us many opportunities to make positive, health-enhancing choices. And please remember, it's not the number of breaths you take, it's the moments that take your breath away. This is Dana Lake in Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day. Did you know at Village Green Apothecary, we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. Today and every day at Village Green, we care about our customers. We've been providing the best nutrition and healthy living products for over 50 years. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 55. 415 West Cedar Lane, or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions, guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Hi, I'm Gail Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary, where we've been specializing in meeting your unique healthcare needs for over 50 years. Our passion is helping you to get to your root cause of health conditions. At Village Green Apothecary, our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists offer guidance on diet, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. Plus, we offer lab testing and nutritional consultations to optimize your health plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Dot com.